0: Welcome, U.N.A. Basin Sports and sorts. Talk about the happenings going on in our local high school programs here in the U.N.A. Basin. I'm your host, Mark Winterton. Joining me today, the man, the myth, the legend, fellow sports enthusiast, Ryan Luke. First, uh, I do want to mention the sponsor of our show, which is the Levitt Group Insurance Agency. Bertil and Roosevelt specializing in anything oil field related, from roustabout construction to consultants, hot oil trucks, workover rigs, water haulers, hey, all of it. You got a lot of carriers to choose from, so give them a call today. 781-0000, that's 435-781. Or give me a call, 435-724-7773. Is, uh, bring Ryan in. Ryan in the house.
1: Namaste. How is Boise, Idaho these days? Ah, uh, it's fantastic. I love it. I would love, and and I'm going to say it, and it may be offensive, but it's my favorite place I've ever lived. Really? Oh yeah.
0: Um, I want to talk just a little bit about the uh, little program you've got kind of going on right now.
1: Uh, leadership every day is the name of it. I I spent some time in corporate America. I worked for Chrysler. I was a rep for Chrysler Automotive, Ram Truck specifically. And then I jumped around and I went to uh, Nissan. So I was a rep for the factory for Nissan. And then I took a year off. COVID, COVID was fun for everybody. Nissan did a reorganization a couple of times. And I was living in Boise and said, I don't want to go to West Virginia, upstate New West York. West Virginia. There was another one, in random Ridge
0: one. Oh, Why not?
1: <laughs> yeah. After you live in Boise, going to West Virginia would be a little bit of a no. So anyway, I took a year off, wrote a book, developed a leadership development program. I do keynote speaking.
0: Where can we find your
1: book? Uh, I can find it on Amazon. And we just uh, look up Ryan Luke? Kindle right now. I don't have any available to purchase. But to, if you're in the basin, my folks still live in the basin, I'll leave a bunch of it or I'll leave some some copies here. You can pick it up. I want a copy. A mark, I'll make sure you get a copy.
0: I, I, I don't read from a...
1: Page books,
0: a device. No. Well, I'm more likely to read
1: from a page book from a page book. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. So I have paperback pages. If that's what Tell you're us saying.
0: just a little quick, real quick synopsis of your book
1: synopsis. So I take 40 experiences that I've seen over the course of my lifetime. And I took these notes over the course of two years or it was previous or whatever, but I annotated them over the course of two years and then I took these 40 experiences and turned them into teaching experiences on leadership performance and how you can develop daily in it. So it's called Leadership Every Day. And uh, ultimately what the goal, it ended up being, it was kind of fun because then I got with uh, somebody and I was kind of promoting my book and she said she'd worked in uh, like the corporate development, leadership development. And she said, you should go speak to, to companies and you should talk about this. Anyway, long story short is I ended up creating this leadership development program or I do the consulting. I'll sit down with companies or I do keynote speaking. And the fun part is it, based off of the book and my research, and I did a ton of research for it, I created seven leadership styles. And these leadership types, I call them these seven leadership types, I have this assessment that you do online and it tells you leadership type. And then I give you ways that you can perform, where you can get better, what you should look out for, those types of things. And so now I do that, and I'm I'm starting to crack into some of the athletics. I love sports, right? Like here I am, and so College of Idaho, which is not the University of Idaho, two different schools. College of Idaho is a small NAIA school in the Boise area, and uh, I'm gonna go, and I'll be speaking to the volleyball team. I've spoken to other schools, and I'm trying to crack into obviously corporate America and get bigger into that and that's do this the, for them. That's
0: where the money is. Right? That's where the money is. Yeah. But, but for the love of sports.
1: I'm going to try and do sports. Try not. I'm going to do sports. I think Idaho State's going to be coming up. Um, in fact, it's funny. I had the idea to do this with Coach Labram. My nephew played at Union a few years ago, mm-hmm. and I wanted to come speak to his leaders. And I just this was a concept. This is before it even existed. And uh, I was living, obviously, in Boise at the time, and I was like, ah, trying to come down, and we just couldn't get the timing right with Coach Labram to do it for Union.
0: I think it'd be great to have you do it for all of the schools in the basin. Well, share <laughs> share the love with your with your uh, yeah, it's your alumni crew, even it, it, stomping grounds. Yeah, stop. There we go. That's better. I like that. Well, speaking of Coach Labram, football. I love. I'm so glad
1: football is back in season. I know. And you know what? I'm really glad. I'm really grateful for high school football. I love high school football. It's the best.
0: It really is. Um, we got a, You watched a game last night. I watched a game last Well, I broadcasted a game last night. And uh, it, it was thoughts, oh, it, thoughts of, uh, I guess, well, opening, it, opening week.
1: Yeah, opening week was, I mean, if you look at the scores around the state, you can go on Deseret News and they do a really good job. With the scores on that, but the game that I went to, just the vibe, it was fun to be back. I think uh, I went to Union, Union versus Manti, and uh, you know Manti came out on top. And Manti, I think unfortunately Manti has a, a little bit deeper program right now in terms of up front, the trenches. They have some big guys up front. their skill position players. You could tell they're a little bit more polished. But I saw life in Union. I would love to see more life from the program. You know, parents getting excited, music at, you know, playing in the breaks, like people getting excited about it. But there was a really good turnout. I mean, for for not advertising the game very much from what I could tell or not really putting too much into it, there was a great I think turnout.
0: The, I think the uh, opening, C, opening games came a week earlier than they usually do.
1: Yeah. You know, you're right. You're right. Because when does school start? A couple weeks from now?
0: I'm not really sure, but... Uh... Yeah, it's towards the end of August.
1: Well, Boise starts next week. So my kids go back to school next week. Okay. And then the first games. So typically, historically, it's been the first... The high school sports have started the first... You know, this is years ago. It's kind of changed recently. But it's the first weekend after school starts as your first game. But now they've pushed it back. So kids aren't even in school. And now they're playing games.
0: Um, talk about uh, the different... Things that high school, with high school football, it's changed since we were going to school. What, 25 years ago, Mark? Huh. I mean, come on. <laughs> I feel like it's pushed almost year round. Well, and it definitely starts first of June. You get your lifting programs, things like that. I don't remember that when we were in school, and I'm sure it existed.
1: Mark, we hauled hay. We did. We worked. <laughs> We did stuff around the house. Lifting, I never lifted in the summer. I mean, I I would lift a little bit, but there was nothing organized. There was no requirements. I mean, nutrition was like, "Eh, I'm going to drink some milk. I talked (laughs) to Coach,
0: or uh, I want to say Coach, Coach Hamilton, a new uh, activities director for UNA High School. And that's probably one of the biggest things is the lifting program. That's really what makes a great football team.
1: I totally agree. So, and I'm going to, this may or may not be interesting to anybody, but in the state of Idaho, it goes to 5A. And I do, I broadcast games in Idaho. I'm involved with a lot of coaches and I kind of work on recruiting. All this on top of my three other jobs that I like to do in life. But they, they go to 5A and of the 5A schools, there are probably four or five that are legitimate schools. And it's very much the same that you have in Utah, but Utah has much more depth. And just as a side note, Utah is ranked top 10 high school football product in the country. Really? Yeah, it is a top 10 in this of the states. Of the 50, it's in the top 10, I think it's like number 7 or number 8.
0: I'm going to say, though, there's probably a huge drop-off
1: after Texas, California, and Florida. Ohio has really good football. Okay, so you get your 4, and then... Yeah, and the way that that's measured is that's per capita per how many hundred thousand do you get a division one recruit okay per how many hundred thousand in your population so obviously texas being a massive population they're up there florida massive population ironically california per hundred thousand is not in the top 10 really but you got to keep i mean the caveat to that is when you have 45 million people in your state you know your pickings are pretty big you can get a lot of kids coming out of there
0: But I see what you're saying, per capita. Per capita. Well, and a lot of that would... depend. Uh, you're losing a lot of talent, um, possibly to gangs, to drugs, to whatever that these kids get involved in. And I would say California might have a problem there.
1: <laughs> Guaranteed. But you want to know the other the other interesting facts. So the pack. Probably with Pac-10 at the time, they did this study. Maybe it was a Pac-12 at that point. I don't remember when they converted over. Now they're the Pac. Who knows? But um, they did this study, and they said, why is participation in high school football, why is it dropping? Why is the product in high school football in west of the Mississippi, why is it declining? Because the product is. Less kids coming out. You look at the relevancy of the programs. Utah has been pretty consistent. Um, USC's down. Oregon's the only one that's kind of up. BYU has had a good strong resurgence but you know Utah state had a good year but in general football is down in the west so they did this study and some things came out of that the first thing that they found was is obviously participation numbers while while population growth grew so overall numbers are up percentage of participation was down so the percentage of participation was down all the way through football the second thing was there are more things to do in the west such as Kids ski. My kids ski. My kids don't even play Pop Warner football. They don't play flag football. I find it. Well, we can talk about that too. I find it a joke that, you know, kids, th- these parents put so much impetus on, you know, playing. Oh, my kid plays flag football. It's called Friday Night Flag and and whatever. So they have all these other options. They can ski. They can be in the mountains. They can mountain bike. They can fish. They can do all these various things. Whereas when you go to, to the South, I've lived in Texas. I was in Texas for three years. You play sports. That's what kids did. That was what there was to do. So the focus solely goes into sports. Whereas you have so many more options. Volleyball. Men's volleyball. It just got sanctioned, right? State of Utah. Lacrosse. All these various things.
0: Well, and then you bring in, when I coached wrestling, I had a kid who quit the wrestling team because he wanted to play video games. And then there's video games. And video games has become a huge addiction. I mean, look at your kids. How many kids do you look up in the stands at a at a sporting event? Just just that, and they are on their phone, mom and dad's phone, or their own. That could be (laughs) screen time
1: became a word. Oh, screen time brutal. (laughs) And hey, check this out. Said I was on a flight, sat next to a guy. He's the esports director of Shenandoah University. He was one of the he's like a kind of a pioneer in the sports world. They offer scholarships at schools. You know who around here has a pretty good big esports program? You're never going to guess.
0: Hold on, what the heck is esports? You know,
1: esports is you play at games. It's competitive, online games. Fortnite. You're on a team for a university. <laughs> you represent the university.
0: I knew there was a degree in this. Yeah,
1: I don't know about degree, but there's a team. And they give scholarships. There are kids out there that I'm pretty sure have a couple of PhDs in that. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. But check this out. USU East has an esport team. You could go to Price right now. And they have an esports team? They have an esports team.
0: Do they get kids on scholarship? I believe so. I know some kids I think might be able to uh I might be able to get them on scholarship there. <laughs> don't even try playing against those kids. Oh. You know, because we play as family every now and again, sure. get together, and um, it's fun get-together. Headshot. But, <laughs> but uh, my nephews?
1: Mm, Over. So that's another one, right? That's another option for kids. Well, I don't want to play football. I'm going to go play eSports. And you know what? It's recognized. And you know what? I get a jersey. You know what? I get a scholarship. And you know what? There's. It's a multi-B, B, 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 B billion-dollar business. There are professional eSports teams. This is interesting. Yeah, who knew? Let's take it back to football. <laughs> so it's distract- it distracted us from football. True,
0: it did. It did, and it, and it distracts a lot of people. Um, I remember talking to a lot of coaches out on the Wasatch Front, a Riverton coach and uh, West Jordan coach. All of them said numbers were down. They had a hard time getting kids. These are 6 A programs getting 50 kids to come out and play football. Yeah, I did a... Uh, they, they couldn't... Uh, Union couldn't even do a freshman, or was it a... I, I can't
1: remember. A JV team it. a couple of years ago, was right? Was it
0: a JV team? Yeah. Altamont's program, completely gone. Now it's back. And they've got eight-person football. Yeah, eight-man football. It's eight-person, okay. Oh. Oh. <laughs> There's apparently women also that are going to be uh, allowed to play. Well... Yeah, there's... Oh, they may have
1: to recruit to get numbers.
0: They've got women playing this eight-person football. That's validated you have that is Uh-huh. That is validated. Yeah, that is correct. And so they're calling it eight-person football.
1: Eight-entity football.
0: No. No, it's eight-person. It's man
1: and women. Woman. Well, right? is it, it... Whatever.
0: No, we're not going there. We
1: are not going political.
0: No, just eight-person. Eight-person football. To, um... Their season starts what next
1: next week? believe it's next week. Oh, when
0: this when when I when this comes out, it'll be right along the way. Hey,
1: but, but, Every, the weekend of the nineteenth for all those that are listening. Yeah,
0: so I'm curious to see. I really want to see how Altamont uh, does in that. Um, they're going to be facing a lot of other teams that are in the same. They're in the same boat
1: as yeah. Altamont. Yeah, I mean, you're talking. I think there's six teams total. In the state that are playing, and to be completely honest with you, I think that expands. That's a lot like, you know, when they put one A baseball in, there were only a few teams, and then now all of a sudden, now they have it more. I do think that expands. I hope it expands, um, because what they there needs to be a place for kids that want to play football in a really tiny school, and it doesn't it doesn't match up right. Like you have Duchesne that'll go out and beat three A schools, right. And then you turn around and they'll play these schools. Rich, rich, which was perennial powerhouse for a long time in 1A, just can't get the kids. I mean, I don't know how... Gr- and they're one and Randolph, actually, Utah.
0: They're actually one that's going to have an eight-person football team. They still have 11-man,
1: but they're also going to do the
0: eight-person. And likewise, let's go up to the bigger schools. Okay. Take Carbon and Hillcrest played last night. Hillcrest is a... They're a 5A. Big school Yeah, out in um, Midvale, Sandy area. Midvale, yeah. And uh, Carbon, we all know Carbon. Carbon's a team that usually do Shane Beats. Carbon beat Hillcrest.
1: Well, Hillcrest has... Three three to zero. There it is. Well, that's Slugfest. (laughs) Oh, that was the soccer score. No. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> no, it was a field goal at the last minute that won the game. I
1: wonder how fun that was to watch.
0: <laughs> the uh, Let's see. Despite missing a long field goal just minutes earlier, Dylan Curtis utilized a second chance, scored the only points of the game, booting a 25-yard field goal as time expired. This is a 0-0 game the whole time, and the only points came as time expired. For the football game
1: so either this was in and i don't have the stats on this so either this was incredibly sloppy football like horribly played football or it was an old school f- slug fest they put hats on hats and they just moved the ball between the 40s probably the 30s and that was it well carbon coach phil howa said
0: the team played well Moved the ball. Just couldn't put it in the end zone. Defense played good team ball. Super happy for the kids. Played Ironman football. Loved the heart I
1: saw. Ironman means they played both ways.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because they don't have the numbers. They don't have kids. Hillcrest is in the same boat. Other than I I broadcasted a Hillcrest game last year. And they've got... They had... And I and I, if he was still there, if he's still there, and I don't know. I know he was a junior. But they had a, an amazing quarterback... With skill. Now, he also knew it and thought it, and that was probably his downfall. They also had this freshman running back that was a horse, but.
1: A... Well, he wasn't that much of a horse if he's still around.
0: No, this was a. F- oh,
1: right. He may have moved on to another school as well. Or he didn't produce in this game because. <laughs> no.
0: Well, the problem with Hillcrest is you're. you're uh, this is a program. Um, how should I put it? Your, you've got families that are a lot. They're not as well off,
1: so you could say it's a poorer neighborhood. Sandwiched in between, like Round Cottonwood Heights up on the and Murray.
0: I don't know. Yeah, but then, and that's the thing is that money produces. Good programs too. Look at take Corner Canyon up in Draper in the ridge area.
1: Actually, better, there was Cottonwood. Do you remember Cottonwood High School? They had a run. Yeah. They had a huge donor. Facilities Mm. paid for a lot of them. Okay. They made a run. There's a guy that I know he actually lives in Boise now, but he uh he coached at Cottonwood, told me the whole story. So the kid, so the donor had a kid come that was going to be coming up through the program. So he put a ton of money into it, and he was a million millionaire, right? Really, really wealthy individual. So he wanted to prep this program. So he, he recruited. They got kids coming in. Cottonwood's not in a bad area. It's just not historically a very strong school in Buck, But anyway, per the money, per the facilities, everything that went on, the coaching staff, that was another big thing. He paid paid to have consultants, coaches mm-hmm. come in, a quarterback coach, the kid that came in, his kid was a quarterback, buoyed him up, won the state championship his senior year kid got recruited went to go play at alabama and then it was gone he pulled the money he didn't fund anymore then cottonwood program went and, downhill from there and cottonwood's a 5a independent they don't even have a region
0: are they still that way they're
1: still out of the way, that way they can't compete but what but what caused it to get there now see that's a different story though because in the metropolitan areas and the metro areas you have schools that that depends on that. I mean, it's the shiniest and the brightest because you do have some open enrollment stuff versus in the basin and small towns. This is where you go to high school. This is it. This is your option. You go to high school here, right. Or you homeschool.
0: Um, really quick. And you know what? Honestly, I need to have you on, um, again, somewhere down the road. We'll talk, we'll talk, uh, kind of get an update on what's going on in, in high school sports. But, uh, of course you're going to you're in Boise and you're here today in the house but uh we don't have enough time to continue to talk about what we talk about. We ramble, don't we? We totally ramble. I want to talk about the the rankings currently in the state um and what what after after week 1 what kind of things you see changing. Um Lone Peak obviously got knocked off by Temp View.
1: Yeah, and that was probably that's probably the most glaring at this point. The other thing too, and you and I talked about this before we got on, is the lack of parity parity at the top of the rankings. So, for example, you and I talked about how Weber or excuse me, American Fork made a run to the quarterfinals last year, but they were fourth in their region. Right. So you have those big three coming out of that region: that's Corner, a, Corner Canyon, Sky Ridge, and Lone Peak. And they,
0: they call it the SEC of high school football in Utah region
1: region four it is
0: yeah of of Utah football yeah
1: right and then you have the other region which you're just going to have Bingham and Riverton I think Bingham's a resurgent I think Bingham does pretty well this year but again after that it drops off dramatically
0: Riverton uh, coach or the defensive coordinator is Jordan Gurr if you remember Panda Man
1: yes of course we know Jordan we love Jordan yeah
0: so anyways then yeah Riverton's looking good yeah uh To go along with that, their wrestling team has uh, come up and and is looking strong, too. I think that has a lot to do with it sometimes. Well, a lot of times.
1: You're saying the correlation with a good wrestling team and a football team? I think so. (laughs) I love your optimism.
0: (laughs) It teaches good footwork, teaches good hands. Uh, Sure. Hand control. So you Um, get
1: two kids that... Wrestle varsity and play varsity football, and that changes the dynamic of the team? I think so. Okay.
0: Well, let's take Uena right now. They, uh, they've they got a kid, never played football, and I'm pretty sure, and I, I haven't seen anything, but I know he's probably starting defensive end uh, just because of his wrestling experience.
1: I don't doubt it. I bet it's phenomenal. It works really well. I just don't know if there's enough numbers at trans. It's not like the whole football team wrestles. Yeah. But maybe. I mean, those kids, it benefits those kids. How's that? I'll concede that. And so if we're looking, so Lone Peak lost to Timpview. Yeah. So in Timp, in 5A, I have Timpview and I have Lehigh as my top two teams. And I think those two are going to battle it out.
0: I think those two along with Springville.
1: And, and Orem's going to be solid. And you know what? Orem shows up in the playoffs. Orem and East, really. And East, and East, yeah. East lost by 1 point I think to Orem last. To week. Orem, yeah. So. But I still take Timview. Timview's prime. They they had a letdown year last year. They made it to well, the state you, championship. You look how many
0: kids on their defense are are uh going D1 recruits, D1.
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're big. So I and so I have Timview. I lean Timview, but I think Lehigh is going to be really big. And talk about the city of Lehigh. I have Sky Ridge as my number one team in 6A. Sky Ridge, huh?
0: I do. And then after Sky Ridge?
1: You're probably looking at like a Corner Canyon, I would say. Um,
0: Corner Canyon's going on down to Bishop Gorman next week. It's not Bishop. Is it Bishop Gorman? It is mm-hmm. Bishop
1: Gorman, yeah. And then Bingham plays Bishop Montague or something I, like that. I
0: actually got asked to to broadcast the Bishop Gorman, but I've got something Saturday. I, I already have, I'm committed. So I, I couldn't go down and do the corner Canyon Bishop
1: Gorman game. That's like the best game you could have done. I know. Well, Corner canyons in a rebuilding mode, right? Like you've got to find They have Isaac Wilson, which by the way, Josh Wilson, Josh, who's a brother, Zach Wilson hurt his knee yesterday. Saw that. I don't know. They're going to run an arm MRI on it. We'll see what happens. But Isaac Wilson is lauded. He's getting recruited already pretty heavily. Helps to have a brother in the NFL.
0: And as far as I know, Corner Canyon just demolished. I'm trying to remember who they played. But, uh, yeah, there it is. Against Harriman.
1: Yeah. And Harriman's Her- so. Her- Her- a little down, right? They won wanted, they wanted a state championship, I think, a few years ago. And since then, they've been kind of battling to get kids. So you got to pull from the Bingham crowd and then the Riverton crowd. And, and
0: I heard that Harriman went through some coaching changes, lost a bunch of kids, uh, lost a bunch to West. West is that big resurgence in 6A.
1: Yeah, you and I talked about that, didn't we?
0: Watch watch West. Uh, they've got some athletes uh, both on the defense and some skilled positions.
1: Well, and so the the story goes, and you know this as well as I do, those kids from Glendale, Salt Lake area of Glendale, Rose Park, mm-hmm. they went to East. Brandon Maddich, right? They played at East. They trucked them up to East. Open enrollment, Grandin School District. Gotcha. You can do that. You can go where you want in the Grand School District. So they went up to East, won a bunch of state titles. They were 4A size because it's not a very big school. If you drive by that, you know, it's close to the University of Utah. It's not a big school. They can't house a lot of students there. But because they were so good and dominating, they bumped up into 6A, competed in 6A, right? So they won 5A. 5A won it multiple times. There was no competition. They wanted more. Then there was a fallout. Not necessarily fallout, but then, you know, everything kind of cyclical. And then those kids from Rose Park, Glendale, saw opportunity in West Harriman, sorry down in Harriman. But then the coaching staff, they they've taken West and it's gentrified downtown a little bit and put a little bit of resurgent, a little lifeblood into it. Now those kids are staying home, right? And you're the Mm -hmm. one telling me this staying home. And now they're starting to play at West and that talent pool is growing. And it's been happening for a couple of years. They're getting better and better. They're two time defending region champs in their region.
0: Yeah. Now West looked good last year. Um, I mean, they still didn't necessarily... They weren't on that same level as Lone Peak, Corner Canyon...
1: Sky Ridge, American Sky Fork. Sky Ridge and
0: American Fork, right? Those four were... And Bingham. Th- we'll throw Bingham in there. Yeah. You might, true. Bingham's uh, Bingham's one of those top... So, those five programs are going to probably be the teams to knock off this year, too. Lone Peak gets knocked off. They were ranked number one in the Priest Power Poll. And they get knocked off by Temp View, a 5A team. But still... They're going to be your top one of your top six A teams,
1: right? And Lone Peak builds. They may lose a game early, and they learn from it. They're replacing a quarterback. They're replacing basically their whole offense. They have some return. I think they I, are.
0: You're right. I think they went zero and two last year, and then of course and came then down ran the table, and, right? Beat Corner the Canyon
1: in the regular season. Turn around, and beat them in the state championship. So Lone Peak will build. I'm not worried about them. They're going to be right be right there. I think American Fork. You did the game. Yeah.
0: American Fork was solid. They were very consistent, solid team. They were playing a young, um, first year coaching staff for Roy, but uh, so but consistency it showed.
1: Yeah, and, think- and they've
0: got it. They've got that Hunter Clegg that's already committed to Stanford defensive end. I'm pretty sure he'll play defensive end. He plays tight end and defensive end, but he's. It's gonna be defensive end, he'll play at Stanford.
1: Yeah, he's a he's a he's a good athlete. Animal. 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 We were talking
0: before the program a little bit about uh seven on seven football. How does that how does that go into a uh actual football game? So a- and and you mentioned I don't think it does. So because these are things that you'll see these programs like union like Uinta, that they'll compete in the seven-on-seven. Seven. They might even win some games against, say, teams like Corner Canyon or something like that in seven-on-seven. Seven. How does that then, of course, translate back to 11-man football?
1: I, If you're working on you got to take it for what it is. It's not football, okay? The The problem with football, and, and this is the, the problem, and it's actually the joy and the beauty of it too is – there is in basketball and baseball they have travel culture they have club culture right you play these big aau tournaments they have massive baseball tournaments all over the country i mean the little league world series is still going on you don't play club football you don't have anywhere to go plus it's it's so physical the injury the levels of injury and the preparation and the games are long you don't do that whereas you know you can have an hour basketball game in a tournament and you play multiple games in a day baseball is the same way you don't do that in football so then the onset of the passing camps the seven on sevens came around and those have kind of changed a little bit but for the most part I mean I went to seven did you ever go to the seven on sevens Mm -hmm. with us yeah the Ute shoot was a big one pretty much the only one there was another one at snow college but um so those kind of evolved but and that was just a prep camp to do that eventually previously it was called a prep camp you prep for this for the season now there's a traveling culture. That's like the AAU of football. That's like the um, you know, the traveling baseball team. A football is your seven-on-seven team, and then they go out and play. So a couple of problems that you run into. Number one, when you're putting the club team together, these traveling teams, you're playing not with your quarterback. You're playing with the quarterback from Hillcrest, and he has a receiver from Riverton. And then there's a kid that comes all the way out from Uenta that plays a receiver for him too. So there's no continuity in that, there's none. So I it, close to my house in Boise, they have these big sports fields, and at the end of the year, well, at the end towards the end of the summer, it just finished a couple of weekends ago. They have this big high school seven on seven. So the teams brought, so the schools brought their teams together, mm-hmm. and they played.
0: And I think usually that's what uh, Union and UNA will do is they'll go as a team.
1: Yeah, Union, UN it will, but once you get out there, but I'm saying Wasatch Front, Boise, some of the metro areas, um, there's a really big, there's a a huge team, and they compete in all these tournaments all over, and they're out of Ogden. It's, um, I can't remember the name of them, and they have kids that go to various schools all over, around the Ogden area, but they put the super team together and go play, but they don't play high school football together. They play seven on seven football. It's a different sport. Now, yes, it does teach you to catch a ball, Yes, it does teach you to create separation, and yes, it does teach you, you know, to throw the ball. But you put pads on, and it's a totally different ball game. You may not catch that ball because you're gonna. It's called alligator arm, a little short arms because you know <laughs> you're gonna get rung up. Some mm-hmm. dude's coming across the middle, or your quarterback leads you right into the middle of the field, and there's a defender waiting to just take your head off. You're gonna, you're gonna stop short. I, it, me personally, I'm not gonna sacrifice my body for that. Live to live to play another day. Changes
0: the mindset, then
1: changes it. I don't think seven on seven. I don't like it. I mean, it's fine. But then the other thing too is, is there's this subculture coming around where people get in their faces and wave their hands, and they have the mouthpieces that have the grills on them, you know, and they're trying to look at it's literally look as cool as you can while playing seven on seven. It's <laughs> embarrassing. I'm embarrassed for these kids, right? And, and let me give you a for example. You you brought up a good point. There's a there's a there's a school in the U, in the Boise area. It's called Coal Valley Christian. It's a private Christian school. It'll be latent Christian. to some of those, right? And there's a big school, one of the biggest schools in the state of Idaho, or is the biggest school. It's called Rocky Mountain High School. Powerhouse. Send kids all over. D1 recruits, right? They played them. They hung with them. They didn't win. They only lost by a touchdown. Coal Valley. Coal Valley is 1A. Rocky Mountain's 5A. They're only five classifications. Six because they have 1A Division two, but doesn't matter. Five classifications, and they hung with them because there's nobody up front, there are no pads, there's no physicality. I mean, they have three offensive linemen at Rocky Mountain. One's going to play at Kansas State, one's going to play at Boise State, and then the other one's looking to sign somewhere else. 3D1 offensive linemen, right? Then you have a tight end, Jacobson. He's going to be playing at BYU or uh, North Carolina State. He's getting ACC offers, right? Their quarterback's probably going to go play at Idaho State. Coal Valley does not have one recruit. Nobody's going to Coal Valley Christian and recruiting anybody.
0: It's just not the same. Just not sport. the same. Got it, Ryan. I've got to have you on again. We'll uh, we'll talk in the we'll talk as the season progresses. But uh, again, thanks for coming on.
1: Thanks for having me, Mark. Appreciate it.
0: That's Ryan Luke. Check out his book today, Leadership Every Day. You can find it on Kindle. I'll also have hard copies available for you if you want to give me a call. And, of course, this show is brought to you by Levitt Group Insurance Agency. Give them a call today. Roosevelt and Vernal doing oil-filled, all all things oil-filled. A lot of carriers to choose from, so 435-781-0000 or give me a call, 435-724-7773.